Thanks for joining us for season 2021 on the Blue Baggers podcast. I'm Chris and I'm joined in the Blue Bagger basement by Andy. Andy, how are you? I'm good, Chris. I'm good. It's good to be back and apologies that we were going to record an episode last week. We've had a bit of issues. Some circumstances. Some circumstances. Been away, holidays. And now we've tried to do this pod tonight, but we've had issues with the computer, so hopefully it comes through all right. Yeah, a few challenges along the way, but we're here back to review round two versus Collingwood. Mm. So tell us how you, you really are, Andy. Very disappointed, Chris. I went to the footy on on Thursday night. Must have been pumped to go. It was amazing going back to the ground and, and walking you know, into the ground and really pumped up. And to be honest, I felt like I thought we went in as favourites and I was expecting a win. I don't know why. And as it turns out, you know, maybe I should have expected what we dished up, but I went in pretty pumped. Yeah, you weren't the only one. I shared the same sort of level of confidence and uh, optimism, and I know plenty of other Carlton supporters did as well, which makes the, the loss harder to take. And I mean, I pose the question to you, have we killed another season before it has started? This is our ninth year of 0-2 starts. Yeah, look, it's too early to call that, I think. We've got a really good shot against Fremantle on Sunday at Marvel. So we could we could be going one and two, which isn't the worst, but look, yeah, zero and two, and this is a 10-year... Ten it's a terrible stat, nine years in a row. It's a terrible... We've been yeah. pumped up in the preseason, yep. expected big things, been optimistic, even when we've known our team's not great. Um, yeah, zero and two to start the season. You're behind the ledger from the very start, and it's catch-up. You know, football, trying to win games to, to square that ledger for any sort of faint hope of the finals. It's it's just disappointing, isn't it? I've, I said last year, um, I, we play obviously the best team in Richmond who, let's be honest, have created a dynasty. It uh, might be a marquee game for us, but it's not a great way for us to start the season. It isn't. And, confidence. and look, we're playing the best team, uh, you know, and we should be relishing the, the chance that we are playing, you know, usually the reigning premiers or, or a team that's thereabouts. But I feel that, Unfortunately, we're not up to their standard, and a lot of teams aren't up to their standard. So inevitably, we're going to start zero and one, and I feel like we really get off into a bad foot. And you know, we we had there's no excuses about Collingwood. We really should have we should have won that game, and then we're one and one, and then we come in against Fremantle, who I think we should beat, and therefore we're two and one. So it's too early to call it at the moment, but we don't want to be chasing our tails like we have in previous years. That's for sure. Look, another bad stat associated with the loss on Thursday night is this is the first time in 40 years Collingwood is ahead of us on the head-to-head ledger. That's, that's disgusting. First time in 40 years they've clawed their way back and now they're ahead of us. Still <laughs> a little a, bit more a, salt, isn't it, into the wound? That's a terrible stat. Yeah, no good, no good. And look, I see it as another failed test. And we, you know, plenty of times throughout this podcast, we've called games big tests and, you know, whether we'll uh, pass or whether we'll fail. And unfortunately, it's the same old, same old with... Uh, failed another big test or a game that we probably should have won. Yeah, and, and let's be honest, uh, it, it's it's early in the season to tell about where teams are going to finish, but I think we've got a bit of a rough idea about, you know, Collingwood, you know, they, they've, they've been pretty good in the last couple of years, but I'd say they're a team that's on the down, just in terms of who they've lost on their list. So, you know, we're not, ta- we're not playing a marquee team in fairness to Collingwood. I think Collingwood supporters would agree with that. So these are the games that we have to win. If we don't beat these kind of middle of the range or... Uh, you know, what, 12 to 6, 12 to 5 teams, then we're not going to make finals. It's simple as that. So, Yeah, we're not going to finish ahead of where we were last year if we don't win no, these games. Very, and it's, and it's, a really, it's a tight year. I think it's going to be a really tight year where, you know, there won't be much difference between maybe 13 and, and 8 or 13 and 7. So we've got to really capitalise on those wins because, you know, Richmond, you know, that can be 
forgiven and, and we didn't cover that game, but you know, we we did pretty well, I thought. You know, disappointing result in the end and, and a score that really didn't flatter well, not a flattering scoreline considering how we played, but we've got to beat these teams and you know, Fremantle's a team we're gonna to have to beat and there are a lot of these teams that we're just gonna to have to get the win over. Yeah, and we look we're zero and two on the season. It's not over yet, as you've alluded to, but uh, yeah, it does open early. up some systemic issues and you start pondering a bit deeper and looking a bit deeper at what's going on and why we can't win these games and a little tongue-in-cheek but I'll ask you this question is our team ruthless no they're not and T came out after and said you know we need to get a harder edge and I couldn't agree more with him it's the, it's the same old from last year where you know it's all good with the third quarter against Collingwood was great and we really you know we came hard but at the end of the day it's, it, it is four quarters and it's a, an issue that we talked about last year where we just you can't win without playing you can't win playing three good quarters of footy yep. usually yeah, Can we you? won quite a lot of quarters of football last year, but we yeah. uh, didn't win more games. And no, because we lost, we'd so. always we'd always drop the ball with one quarter and allow them to get in. And look, to be honest, the I never really felt like we were going to beat Collingwood during the game. We every time we got close, it seemed like they got a goal pretty easily. It's a classic Carlton. Yeah, we, it was, yeah, we're happy enough to get within ten points. That's what it seems. We never take that step once we get close. You know, a goal in a bit, and that's the end of our run, usually. It's like it's close. We can sense we might actually win it. Yeah. We go into our shells and that blows out to 24 points and we don't quickly. And we seem to really relish being behind where we're playing that underdog style of footy, which is all well and good and, and it can be exciting, especially when we're an up-and-coming team. But I think we, in 2021, we expect a lot. And we've got to, we've got to take the lead and, and hold it, which is something that we haven't done in the last couple of years. So from that perspective, it's been disappointing. But let's, let's be, you know, it's only two games in. So... Look, if it's if next week when we do this podcast and we're zero and three after getting beaten by Fremantle, then you know this this becomes a much more uh, important topic. Yeah, and it's just disappointing with discussing the same things this year. We were hoping for a new year, a new team, a change of attitude. Yep. Um, and now this is again, I think it's the twentieth out of thirty times under David Teague that the team has conceded a thirty-point swing. Yeah, it's it's not good enough. And, and look, getting back to your question about are we ruthless enough? Well, no, I don't think we are. What do you think? No, I mean, a classic example is, I mean, it's after the game, it might be a small thing, but it's got us supporters a little riled is Lockie Plowman having a laugh. Siren's gone. We touched on this last year. Was it after the Adelaide game, I think? I think it Simpson. Who yeah. We, we, we are very... Um, we don't like to criticise Simpson it being a champion. It was hard to do, but, but yeah, yeah, it was no, warranted, he, I think. And again, Plowman. I mean, the blokes had 20 goals kicked on him. I mean, was yeah. it? Eight, ten goals, something like that no, for the up. night. Terrible game, and he's having a big smile and a big laugh after the game. And look, you never know what... We all know that all these players are good mates, and, and what what's being said after the game, irrespective, just at least for the supporters... When you're in the public eye... Just try and... Show us that it hurts Just try and show that it hurts. Get in the change rooms, do what you want. But it, yeah, it's not a great look, that's for no, sure. No, no. Not after how disappointed all our supporters were. No, no, a big smile on the face. And, you know, Victorian supporters haven't been to a home game in you know, 18 months or whatever the hell it is. Yep. Now are excited to get their... Um, they're hurting, and it seems like the supporters might be hurting more than the actual team, or certainly some players within the team. And the, the stark contrast was... Uh, seeing Sammy Walsh after the game and just seeing the hurt on his face. Yeah, well, I mean... Like he's, he's his third year. He's a different breed of footballer, isn't he? And, he, I mean, I wish everyone was more like Sam Walsh, but what does it mean to be more ruthless? What does that mean to you? You don't compromise, you know. You, you have your you have your goals, you have your targets, and you, you do what it takes 
to 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 achieve that. Like that's that's what I. We're we not going hard enough. I think that's part of it. Yeah, and I think just um, you know, the idea that you can sort of you know switch off a little bit, or you can sort of uh you know take a couple of steps shorter than what you'd otherwise do, all game. You need to be ruthless, and ruthless covers everything. Is you know the 120 minutes or whatever. On a Thursday night, Saturday afternoon, whatever. But it's also, you know, training. It's also decision making with the club. So it does. It's not just about the players. It's about the coaching staff. And it's about the club as a whole. And you know, we look at that and we go, well, we identified a lot of these problems. Everybody, any Carlton supporter or member, saw the problems we had last year, and none of those seem to have been rectified. We didn't change any uh, assistant coaches over the preseason or the off season no. at all. We've just kept going on as if it's going to happen. In uh, well, it's that. It's as if the system works, isn't it? I mean, if you're not making those changes, you're pretty happy with how the system's going. I don't know how anyone can be happy with how we've been performing in the last decade. So well, I'm, we I'm surprised there weren't more changes, yeah. especially with the coaching over the over the off-season. It's pretty clear we haven't been ruthless enough yep. recently, and it doesn't look like that's necessarily changed. It's going to be fascinating to see the response. You know, that... Uh, sort of, I guess, desire to be ruthless. We'll see an example of that when the teams are named on Thursday night and to see if uh, there are any selections or big, you know, the axe swings, you know, and a few of those senior players that don't necessarily or haven't stood up yep. get selected or whether it's just the same old, same old. We make one or two changes, but uh, we probably need to send a strong message yep. that, you know, we are a club, We're a, which we need to be a club. It's all about winning. That's what our purpose is. Um, yeah. Increased memberships, great. All of that stuff, fantastic. But it, it's a win-loss sport. It is. And business. And uh, you don't you don't win premierships without being ruthless. No, and look, and, and it's funny because one of the big criticisms about Carlton, uh, pretty much since, you know, the 70s and 60s, that we're, we're too ruthless, probably off-field. And, and we've seen that in recent years where we've been quick to get rid of coaches uh, when we're not performing. So it's, you know, we're all good in that sense to, to be ruthless, but we need to be a bit ruthless on the field. Yeah, because it's an easy term to throw around. And it is, was, yeah. But uh, we're, we're far from it. It's very clear. And, yeah, the best teams that win premierships are. You don't win a premiership without being ruthless, and we're not showing any signs to this stage. Um, like I said, selection will be very, very interesting to see what our intention is moving forward. Yep, all right. So we'll get into some stats early, yeah. Stat, you, you're yeah. the stat man. You, stat man's it's in. your favourite part of the show, isn't it? Yeah, look, the stats were a um, really interesting across the board. Um, we, we pretty much went toe-to-toe with, with Collingwood in most of the, of the stats. One thing that we did mention a lot last year was the massive difference between how often we're kicking and how often we're handballing. I think that was a bit it, better. It evened up a little it bit. It evened yeah. up a little bit. And so the stats actually compared to Collingwood, were quite good. There were just a couple of, two major glaring aspects in relation to the stats, which were, were quite evident when we watched it. Uh, hitouts was a big one. We had 21 hitouts to 55 Collingwood. Um, I remember, I think it was the third quarter, it was 15 to 45 at one point. Yeah. 15 to 45 hitouts. I mean, you, how, how do you win a ball yeah. when that's the case? And, and The funny part about that is, I mean, everyone could see that the pit net was being dominated by Grundy yep. in the ruck, but uh, clearances, if you look at the clearances, I'm pretty sure we uh, yeah. we won more of them. Yeah. At even centre square clearances as well. So it's we did, pretty yeah. unusual that that's the case that... Uh, but you're not giving, you know, it's we're getting the clearances, but when you don't have that... 
the advantage with the hit outs, uh, it just makes it harder for your players. Yeah, you're it? on the back foot. So the clearances, and, and we saw we saw Williams had some clearances, but let's be honest, they weren't great clearances. There were a lot of ha- there was a lot of hat kicking forward. Yeah. So, you know, some, that's where stats really aren't representative because it's all good to kick it forward, but if it's just getting rebounded back on that on that back um, half. For, for the opposition team, then it's not a good clearance. Yeah, and for me, that was glaring. I mean, until I looked after the game, the stats, I would have thought that uh, Collingwood smashed us out of the middle and around the ground. And I think the difference is, is when it comes down to quality, not quantity. Yeah. And I think a lot of Collingwood's uh, centre clearance wins had them going forward with, you know, lace-out passes. They created space. They got the handball out. They created space, and it was a good forward entry. Yep. Some of our wins were... Uh, to be honest, sort of, you know, going backwards, potentially slipping like we did a hell of a lot. Um, yeah. And there's having to be forced and a hack forward. So I think a lot of that is to do with the quality yep. of that clearance. And certainly Collingwood were clearly a class above us on and, the night. And look, uh, Grundy's one of the best Ruckman, but in, you know, I think everyone knows that he's not at his, at 100% at the moment. It was a, yeah, it was just a, a bad night for, for hit outs and, and I know we've got Tom DeConning's out and we're kind of putting it all on the shoulders of Pitt at the moment, but it maybe we might discuss a bit later, but it's kind of shows that our ruck stocks yeah, maybe aren't no, as deep as they need to be. Let's get into it now. I completely yep. agree. Um, I don't think Pitnet is your first choice ruckman. No, he's not. And, had, and, a, had a good club, a successful club. or But that's not why we got him. In fact, no. we, we, need, we didn't get him to be the premier ruckman. Uh, he was there to, to fill a role. He can't really play in any other role. We can't throw him forward. We can't throw him back. He's, he's your real typical traditional ruckman. And if you're going to have a traditional ruckman, you need one that can obviously ruck, win yep. those centre clearances, can win the taps um, and get around. You're right. He doesn't have too many other strings to his bows, even though he went forward and kicked a goal. But uh, I think he's a, he's a B-grade ruckman, yep. um, having to play the role of an A-grade ruckman um, and get the chop outs from, from Casbolt, whereas obviously Tom DeConning, we know, can play forward. Yeah. And so I think we're really, uh, really missing TDK. Yeah, we are. Uh, another thing in relation to stats was the tackles. We had 41 compared to their 65. So there's a 24 tackle differential. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's all about intensity, isn't it? And, and sometimes, again, stats are misleading because your tackles might be you know, lower if you've... Or if they've got the ball more. Exactly right. But it, it wasn't a case for this game. I think it's, that comes down to that you know, the comment about ruthlessness and, and intensity that... You know, yeah, it just, it wasn't enough. And right from the start, which is a disappointing thing, this isn't something that sort of crept in uh, later in the game. Um, from the very start, there was a lack of intensity, yeah. lack of uh, impact when it came to defending. So uh, I'm, I'm not surprised by that tackle count, but it's, uh, it's again, terribly disappointing. Last thing I'll bring up is the inside 50s efficiency. So we had... 20- well, wait a if you want, if we keep talking about tackling. Yep. So I've, I had a look myself at the stats. I hope you don't mind. Uh Interfering well, in your is, territory. It is my domain, but that's okay. <laughs> but, um, we had you could ten... have pre-warned me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was expecting you to come up with this yourself. I just had this... As, hey, I'm not finished. As an, <laughs> as an in-case, but um, 10 players had one or fewer tackles. Oh, that was my next point. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the match. 10 yep. players with one or less yeah, tackles. Yeah, not good enough. And um, the, we had as many tackles as a handful of players for the night sitting in, uh, you know, you at the game, my, me in my lounge room, um, yep. zero tackles. For a game, that's yeah. I don't know how you can get away with zero tackles. So look, that's yeah. It just shows that the the load wasn't spread no. amongst a lot, and tackle numbers were down anyway. Tackling intensity was down, therefore our defensive pressure, and it was evident for all to see. So the um, back to the inside fifties efficiency. So we had twenty shots from sixty entries, 
Collingwood had 26 shots from 48 entries. So it kind of gets back to that ruck thing. We, I think we've, I think last year we identified the depth for our ruckman was short. We had an issue with ball use and speed, and we've got an issue with small forwards. We've in the off season we've addressed that ball use kicking efficiency by getting people like Sard and Williams. Uh, ruck, you know, we we probably are short of ruckman. It doesn't help that Tom DeConning's injured, but you know, injuries be what they be. But the small forward is the big thing that I've got an issue with. And and watching Collingwood, who have got players like Elliot, who have got players like Dugowie, they're your traditional small forward who who can lead up, who can mark, and go back and kick a goal. We don't have that. A lot of our small forwards, uh, a lot of our goals are these really arsey kind of over the back. You know, we saw a great goal by Gibbons, but it's a concern that we don't have that. You know, this is where we will try to address this by getting Tom Papley into Carlton, who's that kind of leading, marking small forward. And we totally lack that. And when you're watching Collingwood, who have got, you know, three three of them, you know, Nate Stevenson, who was similar to that. We just don't have a, a small forward that you're confident on the lead can, can go up and take a mark and go out and kick a goal. It just doesn't happen. Fisher and all these guys, you know, they're doing their bit, but the goals are kind of coming out of these um, opportunist, yeah. opportunistic which, forwards. Yeah. Which is fine. This is what Fisher is, but we know yeah. above you know, above his head, it's not one of his strengths So who is a, who is a small forward that we can rely on to be that kind of, you know, I'm not saying to go in Elliot, but that style, I'm not saying to, the, yeah, to that yeah, ability. Yeah. Eddie Betts is pretty good above yeah. his head. Um, so maybe we're missing him and that was the intention there. But I think, yeah, apart from that, we're, we're quite short on those type of players. I mean, we throw Gibbons forward and um, he's not great above the head. Um, as we know, that's not his role. We've got the same with Fisher. Um, yeah, point taken. Yeah. And look, we got Lockie... Um, Fogarty or Fogarty? Well, we had this discussion. We're you, were, you were very strong on Fogarty, Fogarty but yeah. um, I'm not hearing Fogarty. I'm only hearing Fogarty. I'm going to call him Fogarty. So, um, you know, we got him as a... I think he's more of a, a midfielder, but obviously yeah. he played more small forward when he was at Geelong only because out they're pretty, they're pretty, yeah, they're they're pretty stacked. The team. Um, I don't know if he's going to be that kind of player. So we have tried to address... And you can't address all issues... Off season, I think we did a really good job with Sarden Williams. It's just a shame that we didn't get that Tom Papley uh, when we could have two years ago yeah. because he's exactly what we we're lacking. Exactly what we're lacking: yeah. a player who can, you know, mark and go back and kick goals, and and loves kicking goals. Yeah, and and tackling and putting pressure on the exactly. forward line. That's what we're I think we missed Eddie Betts this week in that defensive kind of uh, forward fifty. Yeah. And and you're right. He's he's a player that can go back and and, and take a mark, but he's not you know he's not at the, the kind of level as a lot of the others now, and especially with oh, his age yeah. and everything like and that. He's not the answer. With his he's age. not. He's not the answer. No. So, so I, I think to stop measure. Let's not talk about the you know 2021 off season, but I'm sure that's something yeah. that we're going to have to really address. Yeah, absolutely. Look, and I've got one more stat that uh really uh stuck out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> Interfering in your space yet again, yeah. but um, Will Setterfield. Um, I had a look in terms of meters gained. Nineteen meters gained for the game playing on a wing. Eighty percent game time. Wings should be lapping up meters. They should be just. He was terrible. Them. He was terrible. Nineteen meters gained for the match from a wing at eighty percent game that time. That can't be right. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's, that's what I'm reading. That's 
pretty bogus. So, <laughs> but I don't think the wings are working at the moment, and we might touch on that in the terms of team selection and structure and balance. But uh, if you're playing outside and on a wing, you'd expect to uh, gain more than 19 metres yeah, for a full game of getting, getting back to Ruthless, um, and speaking of players like Setterfield, let's see how Ruthless Carlton are, because I think there's going to have to be a few changes made this week. Yeah, and look, we'll, we'll put our voices forward and what we think might happen or what we think should happen. Um, and again, yeah, it's going to be very fascinating. I think uh, most Carlton members and supporters are going to be there on a Thursday night. I think it's 6 o'clock now, the team's dropping. Uh, very interested to see the direction we're heading. Um, yeah, it will represent a lot. Moving on. Yep. What's up with Paddy Cripps? Yep. He looked like a cardboard cutout for most of the match. I mean, no. after the first 10 minutes of the game, uh, he he looks cooked for the season. Two games in, his body looks cooked. And they've deliberately... I know We know last year... I didn't mind the whole fact last year they he tried to bulk up and... Oh, sorry, try to shed shed down to become more, uh, you know, quicker and a bit more versatile in that sense. He's obviously gone back to what his 2019 season was and that kind of body type. But he, um, the body doesn't look right, does it? No, he doesn't. I mean, he's moving Teague's come like out. And, uh, the, the question, what the question was asked of Teague is Cripps right, and he's assured everyone that he's fine. If he's fine, well, there's something going yeah. wrong. And and for a guy that's you know going to be out of contract at the end of the year, he's not doing himself great favours for the contract. He hasn't been... Paddy Cripps hasn't been the player that we saw in 2019 and before. And our, our fears, our earlier fears coming to fruition, that's yep. the concern we have. We're always concerned about his body being banged up, uh, carrying so much of a load and playing the role he yeah. does. But it, just, it doesn't look great. You know, um, two games of the... Two rounds into the season and he looks gassed. Like, he looks... It is like a cardboard cutout yeah. of himself moving around. And you don't want there. to... And again, getting back to what we said at the start, it's been two games. We don't want to yeah. write off a chance. He looked a million dollars the first half against Richmond. Yeah. So let's just hope it's been a just a couple of average performances. Yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just a worry. Even in the forward line, when they threw him in the second half down there, uh, that third quarter, when we kept getting the repeat entries, yeah. uh, I mean, he wasn't the only one to, to look gassed there. But, uh, you know, you've... Put in first effort, then there was nothing else no, and look, coming from that. And Mackay was the same. They're just uh, the two tall forwards that they were using. Then just uh, yeah, ball come in, it hit the deck, and they were absolutely cooked. T came out after the game and said, um, when asked about Cripps and, and if there's an injury concern, he said he looked really dangerous forward. Do you know what? Yeah, no, 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 he doesn't. Yeah, no, he does not look dangerous forward. I'm going to be honest. He, I've never really bought into the Patrick Cripps going forward. I don't like the fact that. You know, we're talking about him being gassed. If they're putting him in the forward line as a bit of a bit of respite, well, it's not. Don't do it. Yeah. Because he, he's obviously not being able to give a hundred percent. And I, I don't, I don't buy into Cripps being a dangerous forward. He he dropped that beautiful, yeah, chest, chest mark, chest mark yeah. at a time when it was a real captain's mark. A real yeah. time when we, were, I think we might have been fourteen points in it. Might yeah. have been eight. Not exactly sure, but that was a real time when he had to take a pretty basic mark. He's not dangerous forward. When he does take strong marks forward, as we've seen in previous years, he doesn't go he's back and kick, kick him. him he's it? not dangerous. Yeah. I'm sorry, he's not dangerous. Yeah. And it's all threat at this stage. It's yeah, hypothetical. We've not I don't seen like it in it. practice. And I know maybe they're doing it out of necessity because we're we've only got the real one tall forward now that McGovern and and, and Kerno aren't there. But I'm not buying into it. Yeah, see, the irony is though, when he moved forward, we actually came back into the game, and was that because we took him out of the midfield? Yeah. But more so than well, has, well, dominate, because that... he didn't dominate up forward. No, he didn't do anything up so, forward. Uh, and he then did... we extracted him from the midfield, and that's when we actually mounted 
a comeback, and that's where the coach's box did make some changes. We want a we want a Fife like, you know, experiment yeah. with you know Fife can go forward and take some up, but he kicks the goals. Cripps doesn't kick the goals. Even he Bons- hasn't. Even he's, Bons- he's terrible Pally now. Goes it's, forward exactly, and kicks Pally. goals. And twenty one, twenty twenty one, and you, know, you have to be able to have that kind of um, different string to your bow and. and He's just—he doesn't have it, and and it's all great to take them. Last year we saw some great marks in the forward line, but he he can't go back and kick him. I don't think he's dangerous in the forward line. Yeah. And his forward maybe craft the is... only fact that he he takes he takes a defender. Yeah, and his forward craft isn't great. We no. all too often we see him are uh, or you know the the tall forwards running into each other, and you know they're both competing against each other for the same marks. So you know, and that takes a while to develop. It's not something yeah. easy when you've played as a midfielder. Your whole career to then go forward and to ex- expect you to understand running patterns and yeah. the game plan, but uh, yeah, it's not working. Let's hope he's uh, just had a mild injury. He overcomes that very, very quickly and returns to the the Crips of uh, 2019. Yeah, and before that, because... and let's hope that these new players like your Sard and Williams, if Crips does go forward, the ball use is a bit better that we can actually pinpoint him because there was a lot of last year we saw a lot of kicking to a pack with Crips and you know. Yeah. And, and and if he does go forward and he does clunk them, let's hope he actually Kick kicks them. Yeah. yeah, yep. So we move on coaching and leadership, mm. um, two big areas and aspects of a football club, and uh, two areas where I think we're really really lacking at the moment. And uh, this is nothing new, but again, the off season hasn't seemed to change anything. Do you think we're out coached on the night? I mean, you were at the game. I wasn't. It's easy for you to get a better perspective of oh. what's happening. Yeah, I mean. We've mentioned Cripps went forward in the second half, so there's a change there. Several changes made. Well, let's let as we said, it didn't work. Um, Dugowie absolutely killed Plowman. What? But what? again, who 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 are we going to play on these yeah. players? No, I don't think we have the option. That's what no, we've we been calling for for a long time. Is uh, that lockdown back pocket defender? Um, call it what you want. Somebody who's a real lockdown. Plowman doesn't seem to be that, and. Jeez, he gets the, the supporters riled, and for good reason. Guy came, guy came third last I, year in the best in It's Ferris. crazy, isn't it? So mm. he's valued, but uh, a lot of members and supporters don't see it. Uh, we're always very unsure how to rate and judge it's his hard, games. Yeah. Um, and look, he does some great defensive work sometimes, but... One-on-one, he gets beaten. He gets beaten more than any other defender that I can think of. We play... We've got, and they isolate. Clubs yeah. isolate him. Yeah, they we do. We know that. We yeah. saw that last year with Collingwood uh, with Stevenson, wasn't it? He was playing with Stevenson in the... He uh, got absolutely killed. Yeah, and they just kept yeah. moving Stevenson. But the problem is, forward. who do you put on Dugowie if you're Carlton? Who do you put on him? Yeah. If he's red hot, don't forget you've got Elliot, who, you know, guy got injured on the weekend. Yep. Who do you put on Dugowie? Are well, you going to put an SPS on him? Absolutely not. Doherty, maybe. You're not going to put Saad on him because Saad's are, uh, you know, offensive quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, I, I just don't know who else you put on him. And Plowman's... I mean, to go, he's a freak and he's explosive, but he's one of those players that is very hard to match up on. But I don't know. Plan- so, do we get, so you're talking in-game who you put in there. Did we muck up selection then if we didn't have a plan B? Or well, who, an but Surely who, but, we saw that was an opportunity and there was potential for that to happen. It's happened plenty of times. And I just don't, but I don't know if career. we, I don't know who else we actually have to do to take on a, a forward like that, that's explosive and, and can take your strong mark because there's no, I, don't, I just can't see a matchup. So that's a list management list. issue. Well, can you think of anyone who didn't well, play that could have possibly no, done better? Really, no, not really. I mean, you throw out the names that didn't play. I mean, you've got Marchbank, but we don't know what Marchbank no, no, is. No, no, but Marchbank, football Marchbank like can't play on someone like a Dugowie. Yeah, so it's interesting. Oh, do you, do you structure your team? Because they, they went 
one on one. It was very much. Is that how you saw it at the game? I mean, yeah. from the TV well, screen, it looked like we were very much one on one defending rather yeah. than playing sort of that team defence. So to well, that's right. Alter so, that and take away any potential space and so therefore that way, we were our coached because um, Dugowie, you know, and Elliot, you know, they had you know, they had pretty good games and and we just didn't have an answer to it. So if we don't have someone that can match up one on one on those kind of plays, then yeah, we need to make some sort of structural change where we, we limit that kind of uh, possession for them. And I think, again, we'll touch on it, 20 out of 30 games conceded a 30-point turnaround or run. Yep. Um, that's got to be coaching as well. It has to, to not be. be able to stem the, the tide there. It has, it has to, to be. be yeah. It's consistent and nothing's changed as of yet there. And I'm, I'm looking at also, you know, we're talking about leadership. It's not just the coaches. It's the senior players of the team. And um, look, I think none of them really stood up. I mean, we've talked about Cripps. Um, it wasn't the best game for Doherty either. No. Um, Mark Murphy, some of these older guys in Casbolt. Do you find it's... Um, I'd, I'd argue that Williams and Saad were one of our best players. Yeah. Is it a concern or is it is it a concern that they are our best players or is that... What's you know, well, interesting is come to the game and yeah, they're the better players for the night. So, so is that is that great or is it a concern? I don't, it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because you can say, well, it's good recruiting, great recruiting. Um, yeah. You know, we've recruited, we've targeted, we've recruited, and we've got these players in. Don't forget Fogarty with this as well. We would have Who? been top five. Oh, sorry, Fogarty. Oh yeah, getting it slammed yep. for this, but um, five top five. <laughs> you know, like they were, they were probably in the top seven. Yep. On the night, um, there and they've come in. So great identification and targeting, but it is. A little concerning that they can waltz straight into the team and be our best. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's a massive tick for recruiting, but it's a massive like, uh, X for for the players that think, should be yeah. standing up. Look, and we knew we were going to get with Saad, and Saad is always going to come into the team and perform How good Saad? at a top level. So yeah, he's unbelievable. Mate, but we knew that. We knew yeah. that with his you know top three BNF finishes at Eston for the last several years. We knew what he was going to bring. We knew yep. what Williams was going to bring in. Fogarty is the interesting one. Um, that uh, we brought in because, you know, he was going to be fringe. We kind of looked at him that way, but he's And we in. haven't had a great track record from Geelong. No, Geelong, terrible. So, yeah. but he's come in and he's played really well. And again, he was top five, probably top three players on the night yeah. in a club that he's playing the second game for. So, to me, it's a bit of an indictment on the rest of the list. Just speaking of Fogarty, well. um, or Fogarty, we've got a Geelong, a mutual Geelong uh, supporter who's a friend. And... He's been every time we've recruited Geelong players, he's always been pretty. Uh, you know, when we had Smets and Lang and things like that. But when we got Fogarty or Fogarty, he actually had pretty good raps on him. Yeah, which I think's, I think's a good. Says thing. a lot, but um, yeah, yeah he, he was great. But uh, yeah, it's just it's a bit of a worry that you know the the newest players, the ones you've recruited most recently, are sort of a head and shoulders above many of the others. And I'm talking about those leaders too. You know, we're uh, we're a youngish list to some degree. We've got plenty of older players. Yeah on that list, and uh, none of them really stood up. Um, Sam Walsh is a clear one that uh, just ran his guts out all yeah. night and uh, hurts and tries to lift. Um, but, yeah, short of that, you know, some of those senior, more senior leaders, uh, yeah, I think very disappointing on the night. Very disappointing. Now, Andy, yep. here's, a, here's one for you. Are we wearing bowling shoes for boots? As in the style? As in the style, as in the slick sole <laughs> Go to a bowling alley, and you're just going to slide down that lane once you've released the ball. It's it's always been a bit of are, a are we wearing pet peeve of yours, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Are we wearing stops or not? Yeah. And the same culprit was there. 
Tom Williamson. He, the guy spends more time on the ground sometimes, he doesn't he? He spends more time on the ground than McGovern spends he, on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just takes off too quick at these weird angles and just t- and falls. But, yeah. we, we saw it, and it was frustrating, and they resulted in goals. It was a wet day. It was yeah, a pretty dry night, though. Guess what? Guess who didn't fall over? Yeah, Collingwood. Calling the players. Yeah. Um, especially in that centre square. I mean, Cripps was guilty of it. Williams was guilty of it for, for a goal. And Williamson as well. We just kept going to ground and losing our feet. So uh, let's make sure the property steward uh, makes, gets those studs uh, screwed in. You think maybe properly. they... Might have forgotten. Might have forgotten. Yes. <laughs> Bit of cost cutting, um, you know, they didn't yeah, see that bit. Uh, tough off yeah, keep your feet, Jesus. Yeah, it's a big one. So we've talked about the recruits um, yep. and what that says about them. And, and sorry, in saying the recruits and how good they were, a recruit from last year, Jack Martin, was one of the best on ground. So again, I think we've recruited really well and really, you know, I, I think... Mature players. I think maybe, and we, we've discussed this, have we drafted well? Yeah, well, that's the next question I had for you, is that yep. our younger players haven't developed into the players that we were expecting at this stage of their careers. So let's go through them. So what, do, let's, do, we, do we have a development or a drafting issue? Um, it's, it's a tough question. There's, I mean, a void. There's a void of those drafts, three years worth of drafting, and they're not yeah. playing in the team. And if they are, they're not playing well. Well, let's go through them. Obviously, Walsh, who was a clear number one, he's been great. Yep. Weedering's been great. Yep. Um, let's talk about Charlie like, Kerno. Well, well, we can't say. You know, I still um, think he's he's been. We can't help the. Silvani injuries. was part of that, but he was a late pick. So he's Mackay, been pretty good. been good. Mackay as well, but I think there's a draft. Drafts after that. So let's talk about it. Lockie O'Brien, SPS, SPS, Paddy Dow. Yep. You know, you, you can roll them off. Um. So your question is. Well, is it is yeah. it a development how we've yeah. developed these yeah. players or lack lack of development yeah. or is it that we've made the wrong choice at the draft? Yeah, absolutely. And perhaps we've drafted these people where other clubs have seen weaknesses or faults, and we haven't, and we've uh, picked the wrong people. Or is it uh, is it about the development that they were the right picks, they were guns, but we just haven't developed them in our system appropriately? And if they'd been at you know one of the more successful clubs or one of the clubs that develops players better, that are uh, They'd actually be different players. We wouldn't be talking about Paddy Dow the same way, Lockie O'Brien the same way. Now they'd be regular yeah. contributors. Well, we've you know, seen it. We've seen a lot of years. a lot of clubs that have been able to recruit players in and, and really turn their careers around. And I don't think Carlton's ever. So been who, who have we drafted? Say the last four years, uh, four to five years. Yep. That has really sort of you know taken us by surprise or um, is, is developed further than we thought. They actually would. I mean, like you said, Probably take Walsh. Walsh out. Yeah, take Walsh out. He was a number one. He's a gun. He's a Weedering. self-motivator. Uh, Weedering, the same. Perhaps we hindered Weedering for, for a year or yeah, two. Yeah, sec- his second year was terrible. And, uh, and, that, and, and we've touched on this before in previous pods that throwing him forward was just one of those, you know, exactly what we did to Luke Livingston. I mean, SBS pick six, wasn't he? Yep. Is he playing like a pick six? No, he's no not. draft, we don't have the list. And he's, do you know what, SPS, he... Um, you know how much I, I like SPS. He um he does some his ball use can be great, but we're still he's, he's played eighty him. games. We're still waiting for him. Um yeah to break out eighty to, games. To be a solid, good. He sh- he should be a solid, good to very good. Yeah, AFL football. He's, by he's this not stage. at the moment. He's and not eighty. So all right, let's be. You know, if he played two hundred games, which is a, a fair career in AFL, yeah, well, most we don't. could say that. You know, he's played eighty games. Almost half of his games have yeah. been pretty unmemorable. Yeah. Yep. And then you, I mean, there's a whole lot of other players. I mean, even you go O'Brien. to blokes like Stocker. 
We haven't even mentioned him. What does he pick? 19? Is Stocker Stocker ever going to play? I don't know what the goal is. I I know he was emergency this week. I really want to see Stocker come in. Yeah. I really want to see him come in. At least we, we haven't seen Stocker. And from what we saw, we liked. We liked that he had a bit of mongrel about him. He's obviously a, a high talent, yeah. but I'd say one of the best, most... Best player in the under-18s when he went through. Pick number three, Paddy Dow. Yeah. What do we take away from... I'm still... We've got more questions about Paddy Dow than we do I, I still... I would like to play him this week again. Well, I think I, he needs to get a run. You, you need to do when people say, well, just because they're a high draft pick, you know, yeah. but I think you do. I yeah, think I you think do. you do. And yeah. he shows glimpses, and he shows... And he wasn't terrible, and he had a good preseason. Uh, yeah. He's got a build, but at this stage, he's not living up to... Uh, a number three. If Paddy Dow was drafted pick 20, there's not a chance he'd be playing. Yeah. And then you go, I think it's the same draft, wasn't it? Lockie O'Brien, 10. Yep. Can't get a game. No. Didn't get any games. Oh, he got one at the end of last year. I don't think he has a... Didn't play I don't think he has a role. I don't think he has a role at Carlton. We've got... What's he going to play that that back flank kind of... Uh... Potentially a wing. Seems we You know, what yeah. we're doing with our wings at the moment and putting Ed Kernow on a wing and putting a... Yeah. Will Setterfield out there. He's a running machine. That's what you want to do. Well, he might get his chance this week. big left peg. He might Surely get his chance this week, yeah. Run him up the wing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's disappointing. And, you know, it's not over yet for these blokes. But um, no, they want to get moving because I think at other clubs, I personally think at other clubs, they'd have developed more than what they have. I think it's more about the development necessarily. Then who's, to, who's to blame there? We'll never know. Well, coaching staff, assistant coaches, changes in yep. coaching. Um have we had the right development coaches in place with the right system? I mean, it's hard to develop in a team that loses more than it wins anyway, but it does create more opportunity. And uh, yeah, speaking, but, you know, we'll live and die. We'll live and die by those decisions and how we've developed them. It just made me think. Um, we obviously had that period at Carlton where we, when Silvani was heavily recruiting in GWS. At the time, we couldn't really comment on it because we didn't have the sample size of games to see how they perform. I think now in twenty twenty one. We can start having a look at that. Have we really recruited well from JWS? Forget about Williams. So we'll Forget Williams about out. Williams out. So who have we got? Left? Marchbank? Got Marchbank, Plowman. Christian Jacks? Oh, we've, no, we haven't. Wiley? No, as a whole. And look, some of those were salary dumps. To so who, who, who have we, and forget about Williams, who have we recruited from GWS that have been good? Well, Plowman's in the team and has played a lot of games of football yep. for us. Yep. Um, I'd agree yeah, with that. I don't Marchbank, I think, has the talent, but obviously hasn't been on the park. No, there's quite quite a few. So as a GWS, a as of twenty, as of right now, as of twenty twenty one, has that experiment worked, or is it too early to no, tell? No, it, has, it has, probably hasn't worked. But you've got to look back to see what we gave up to to get them. But um, I yeah. think I think with the lack of players we've still got and the the number they've walked through, no, yeah. you say no, and that falls to Silvani, who are. Uh, is it Silvani's fault that Marchbank can't get on the park? Is that a no, is that, a, is that a bad trade, or is that a bad? Acquisition. Oh, I don't know. The problem is, Marchman could never get on the park. Though. He couldn't exactly. So, so that makes me. Th- it's not like so he was, had an insight. He didn't play hundred percent of games and then get injured. Yeah. Carlton. He was always injury yeah. prone. So maybe it is a bad acquisition in the end of the day. Yeah. Well, look, we'll see. But I mean, unfortunately, when it comes to Caleb Marchbank, and he played some really good football with us for us when yeah. he was out there. But uh, he's a I, don't, I don't even consider him in the future. No. I don't even really consider him on the list because he's just—he's he's never there. He's never. How old available. would Mar- How old March? He's not be old. Now? I think he's twenty, maybe four, twenty-three, twenty-four. So ideally, he gets his body right. And Jones, who's now probably turning thirty-one this year, he might yeah, have just yeah. turned thirty. Yeah. So ideally, he's a perfect fit into that Jones role. 
Because I don't think at the moment, I don't know if Marchbank can actually crack into the team. Well, unless... No, I think he's injury plagued. Yeah, about know, the... And yeah. no one even knows what his best position is. I've heard anything I've heard from the wing. wing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about to that. To key defence, to throw forward as a... Like, no one actually knows because they haven't seen enough and there's not been enough evidence. So uh, there's still plenty I think, of question I think marks. He's a def- I think he's a natural defender. Yeah. Well, look, again, like I don't little consideration I've given to that, except for the fact that I do have a worry about the quality of our tools and yeah. our list profile, but that's for another day, I think. Um, that'll go too long if we discuss that yeah. now. So um, I've got a question for you. It's a bit left field, but I uh, you know yeah. we're talking about, and we've been a bit down. Football and every right. Yeah, yeah, yep. it is. It is. Um, is this Carlton team even likable at the moment? And I, I say this likeable in the context, as, as a supporter? As a supporter as... and a member, you know, more importantly, a member. I mean, you're always going to support your team. You're always going to like your players more. You're going yep. to be one-eyed. You're going to be, uh, you know, subjective when it comes to assessments and that. But I mean, are, well, I there, think are the... there players in the team that you really get excited and really? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think Carlton. Yes. The gut. Yeah, I think Carlton are a likable team in terms of players. Position. Are they? Do they play? Friendly. Do they play a likable style of football? No, a lot you, of the times do they you don't. Love the team that goes out there. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Compared to regardless, or you, yeah. do, you actually do. No, I do. And 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 believe me, there have been. Um, you know, I didn't love the teams we're putting out in two thousand three. Um, I didn't even love some of the teams. You know, uh, early in you know the twenty tens. Um, I actually love this team, and I really think that this is probably the best team that we've fielded for for twenty years. So yeah, I do love the team. Do I love how they play and do I love how they represent the club sometimes? No, I don't. But I really do get excited and I, and I do think it's a, a really high-talent team and, and I do like what they stand for most of the time. Oh, I'm going to throw up a few, a few quick ones here. It's a bit miscellaneous. Um, if the other one, the last question wasn't, I understand. But yep. Williamson in the air? Williamson? Yep, in the air. Not good. No good, yeah. That's, no. It's coming through. We identified it last year. And yep. I'm saying the same. I he doesn't have confidence, and I'm not sure whether potentially uh, he doesn't want that sort of contact. He's not used to he it. He did have a nice little ran hard and and did a nice intercept uh, on the wing. Yeah, the like, I saw a couple of other instances, and I thought, ooh, yeah, might have gone in a little bit harder there. And um, yeah, I think it's probably got a few players that aren't great in the air. I guess that's yeah. where he might be competing with someone like Lockie O'Brien, who isn't as well, but who's going to give you the most, you know, production outside of that? You can't... Williamson's... Uh, his effort's there and he tries to take it on and I think hopefully... Hopefully that develops. Does he have a bit of the uh, Paul Bowers about him? Are you noticing he does, that massively, creeping into the massive, game? That's a, really good, that's a really good comparison. That one is from uh, Sicko. Really? So, yeah. He was, that's uh, a really good analogy. Yeah, that's, the, that's his concern. Analogy? Enough. Comparison. Yeah. Yeah, analogy, I think yeah, it's yeah. really good. He... He goes at 110% sometimes, and you go, "What the hell is going to happen here?" Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I love the effort, and he's got he's got the he's got the legs on yeah. him to do and it. And look, you do need those players to take the game on. You do. You yeah. don't want them to go into their shell, but there is that balance that you hope they that they strike um, as they mature. Well, has Saad heard him? Has someone? Because Saad is just such a good user of the footy. And yeah. do we need? Do we necessarily need all these? Well, yeah, and that's we've gone from none, and we've got Newman to come back in. Don't forget. Yeah, and we're talking about. Uh, Left footers here too, all yeah. of them, and Williamson just does not have a right foot. Williamson's... So the opposition can figure him out. They know where he's going to be going. Um, yeah, and I think that's half the battle that they know what he's going to do more so than uh, he does. Yeah, sometimes. So yeah, a bit of a concern in the air. I mean, geez, we're missing Charlie Kerno, aren't we? The quality, that yeah. lack of quality tools. Yeah, in the team, in the social that forward line, we're just 
Yeah. One out, Harry, and he's getting double teamed as you would do if you're the opposition coach. Cause did he's pretty well on the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's not, a tough more, one. more was excellent, but I, I'm of the opinion if you kick yeah. four goals. Well, we always funny you say that because we've got a question from Tim W from uh, Twitter who's yep. going to ask that question. But uh, yeah, I think oh, we're really missing Charlie that second yeah, target, and then poor poor Mackay, like he's, he's just getting ragged. Old and you know, any chance are... to McGovern? Maybe <laughs> wanting to step on the park, or are we are we seeing that? I, I don't soon? know. What, what's the update with him? I don't know. It'll be. I think. I think he's available potentially, uh, but yeah. that's been said. Or a week away. Tell you what, that week away is a long, long what, time. He needs to. Um, he needs to I, I'm, not, I'm not. Uh, he comes in. He I'm gets... not splitting the atom here by saying if he doesn't have a big year. Yeah, he he hasn't worked out. Well, that'll be the end of his he contract, has, I think. Yeah, anyway, and, he has, and, and, and it won't it won't be renewed. Um, it will be good if he does. If he does not do anything this year. Yep. then it's good riddance because he hasn't done anything no, at Carlton. Perfect opportunity to come and make a statement and I think your contract, you demonstrate what your value is because uh, to date, that hasn't occurred no. through injuries, through a whole no, range he's been of a, things. He's been a, at the moment, as it stands right now, he's been a poor pickup. He's been a bust. Yep. But he's got, uh, what, 20 weeks potentially to, to turn that around and yep. demonstrate why he should be on the list mm. that way. But yeah, miss Charlie Kerno and yep. miss him a lot. Um, you know, there's talking about we've said about our tall forwards and that they seem to be constantly gassed. There were no second efforts. Um, had Cripper, had Mackay there. Uh, now, Mackay is excusable because he was running up the ground. He got quite a lot of possessions up, yep. pushing up on the wing as that chop out from the from the back line or mm-hmm. that link from the back line. But uh, yeah, in that third quarter, they were absolutely gassed. There was nothing there. Yeah. They were, uh, the two of them were like statues once the, the ball hit the ground. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the other point is just the passengers. And, I mean, it's pretty clear when you lose a game of football, it's easy to say we've got too many passengers. But I think it's true. There's too many blokes getting games yeah. that aren't contributing. And not just a one-off bad performance, but just haven't for a period of time. And you you see those, you know, the other ones stand out, the ones who do bust a yeah. gut. And, um, yeah, I think this team's not going anywhere fast or anywhere, you know, decent. Yeah. Whilst we do have so many sort of passengers. And, and to follow that, I was speaking to um, a friend of the show, Grubby Ben, who's a St Kilda supporter, but he's always been a pretty uh, avid watcher of Carlton and has always supported. He's We had a chat about the game on, um, I think it was Saturday morning, and he said, the problem is you're 18 to 24, you're 18 to 22 are no good. And w- we spoke last year that we need to build a list where people are fighting for spots and you know it's such a great flow and effect because then people are hungry when they play people are hungry to get into the team and I think he's spot on there are players that just we said this last year and we hoped that this wouldn't be the case in 2021 there are players there that know they're going to get a game next week and they're not putting in the effort we need obviously injuries are are not you know doing us any favors but we need to foster that culture and and really get you know a hungry twos, yep. a hungry one, because we're just getting we're Ruthless. getting shit out of out of a few players that yep. think they're entitled to play next week. And conditional players. And and the best and the best teams don't do that. No. No, that's exactly right. You know a shit team when those players just keep getting picked yeah. week in, week out. And we thought this year was uh, the best depth that D word yeah. we've had in a long time. And it probably um, and it probably is. Well yeah. we wouldn't know at this stage. No. I mean we're only two games in, but uh let's test it if we're saying it's that good. Uh we wanted that situation where you uh, perform or get dropped. So let's get back to that term, ruthlessness. Yep. This is the week. Yep. If we want to show that we're ruthless, I reckon three or four, see you later. Yeah, I, and let's I, bring I, think, in. I think it's going to have to be. Even if it's not the best yep. decision in terms of uh, 
you know, that we might not be bringing in players of the same talent. Ilk, yeah. But show these players. You can't get nine disposals and zero tackles when you're playing on a wing. Or you can't, you know, well, start showing You know some... what? Adelaide, Sydney, a few other clubs have demonstrated uh, what can be achieved when you throw in younger players with energy yep. and enthusiasm. Yep. So um, it, it can be done and you can get wins from it. Uh, we don't know what some of these players have. Uh, and we've seen from a few of the senior players what they can do and mostly that's been good for their careers but that doesn't you know uh guarantee you a spot or it shouldn't guarantee you a spot week in week out so this selection is going to be very very fascinating and it sounds like uh you know teague and you know the coaching staff tore strips off the players on the friday but um all well and good let's see back that up with actions absolutely and i think i think you need to make four i'm not a big one for changing the team too much and getting team balance out um especially this early in the season, and you know it's going to have to be a bit of an admission that maybe they got the team wrong in round one. If you do make that many changes, it's yep. an, an admission that yeah, you probably didn't pick well. Um, but you know, but have, I have, think the, have the guts. We'll to forgive. Do that. We'll forgive that. Yeah, have the guts to do that. It's fine. Yeah. But bring in the right people. You know, bring in players that are putting their hand up, and we'll run through a brick wall for you. That's what. Yeah. That's what you need to do. So absolutely, bring them in. Um, and let's. Let's see how it goes, but it's going to be the biggest and most interesting selection I can think of in a long, long time. So you, you kind of touched on it before, and you're getting, you're alluding to Harry Mackay, but um, Tim W from Twitter has put forward a couple of questions. So the first one is, and I think this is a really valid point to discuss now, yep. from a team perspective, do we have too many genuine midfielders, and then we need to retrofit them into different positions? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, it's a spot-on observation, and I think that's the spot issue. On. And I think the the philosophical discussion and the problem we have at the moment is selecting our best twenty-two players versus selecting our best team. We, we've yeah. picked up all these midfielders, but yeah, we have. You know, at the top end, they're not dominating, so it's not like they're keeping players yeah. out necessarily. But we have picked up a lot of midfielders who are either being played out of position yeah. or aren't being. Played. And it's you, it's you been an issue for Carlton for a while. Talk, spoke about it. Ruck. You reckon we're potentially deficient yep. there. We're talking about a small forward. We're talking about a small defender, lockdown defender. Yep. Well, lift sizes are finite. They're not endless. Mm-hmm. And when you recruit all these midfielders in and you think they're going to all of a sudden be able to play other positions or you're trying to pick the best players yep. to p- create the best team, um, I don't know. That's that's my concern. And what's the best, the best yeah. way? Like, it's... It's a very fascinating question. And we can, examples are going to be, you know. Um, and it, it gets Mark... back to, again, have we, you know, are we playing it's development? Are we playing players out of position from their true position? And, and as a result, lowering their confidence? And as a result, lowering their output? Well, I mean, where do you sit? Do you, do you pick your best 22 and then just put them out on the, you know, in positions and make room for them in positions? Or do you look at your, your best team, which I might mean looking... your best 22 player that's in your best 22, best 22 players on your list, yep. doesn't get a game? Because someone who's not as good but can play a position better no, it or was, suits it, the structure it's a, it's better. It's a team sport. We're not, I think you need to play what's going to you know, fit, fit the best and not necessarily the best 22. Good question, though. Very great and question. And the second yeah. part to his question, from the game specifically, who won the battle? Harry, four goals or more, 18 intercepts? It was an intriguing battle for an otherwise disappointing game. Where do you stand on this one? Well, four goals in a game, four straight, is pretty impressive. Ordinarily, you think the defenders, defenders lost that won. battle, yeah? I watched the, obviously, it was at the game and, and had a good look at Moore. Moore was, 
this is the exception where Moore was the better player. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but like say, Mackay generally hasn't been kicking straight. Um, make that three goals one, and that's it's not even a question. The fact that he kicked four straight is pretty hard to ignore, but Moore was unbelievable. But it was a really good battle, and I think Harry did really well. It was an intriguing battle. It was a really good yeah, one for the one-on-one. Moore's unbelievable. One-on-one for the game, um, and both played well. Yep. But in terms of to the victor go the spoils, um, yes. that one-on-one contest, I think Moore yeah. just which takes... Is, which is tough, yeah. Yeah. So if we move on to the upcoming week, we're playing, was it 3.20 on a Sunday at Marvel? 3.20. Yeah. 320. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you know what? I've almost taken that over Thursday. the second Thursday night yeah, I know. game in a row, and we're against the Fremantle Dockers. Mm. As you've said, this is, this is a massive game. Selection, critical, and... I feel like we say that every week. Yeah, we do. That's the problem. It's such an overused line, but it's true. We can't go zero on three. We cannot go zero on three. Good teams can uh, scrape back from that. Teams that have proven something in the past can. Um, Unproven teams as ourselves can't. I just can't see us getting back from zero three. And as we record this, uh, we obviously know the results from round one. Uh, Melbourne beat Freo by 22 points. Freo are playing uh, in about an hour against GWS. So we're not really sure where they sit. Um, They've got a lot of injuries, which yeah. should help us. But um, Fremantle, a team outside the eight, a team sort of on we the go in, building. We go in steam and favourites. Yeah, in Melbourne, we have to. Yep. Even though you know how we play Marvel uh, is a bit questionable. But if but we're the, looking at yeah. the team. We've got... Um, let's talk about our list at the moment. So we've got Phil. I'd love to see Phil get a run. He's, he's been injured. Out. Uh, McGovern's obviously Marchbank, Newman, Silvani... Um, Kerno, DeConning, and, and obviously Brody Kemp, who yeah, we won't see for no. for a while. Silvani so. is he expected back? We got told one week. Yeah, no I think they'll be. It was a sublux. I, I'd I'd expect he. I think it's one of those ones where he's yeah. either done his shoulders banged up. Is he or, that? Is he that lead up forward that we're talking about? Well, you know what? I think for me, with what he's demonstrated and the, the type of selection and we're talking about making a statement he's someone yep. has to come back in yeah if he's uh, i mean he was selected round one anyway so it's not crazy and he played well yep but um if he's mostly fit he comes straight back and he gives us a little bit of what we're talking about lacking he is a heart and soul player he will crack in he puts his head over it he will chase and he plays for the jumper so yep. i think that would be a great in are we going to look at uh who might who might be missing first well, and before we worry about no, who no. might be replacing before that i'm going to <laughs> One of the most famous segments we've got is clip and clap. So I want to—I'll read out the names. You give me a clip if they played well. Clap if they didn't, and I think we can follow on uh, to. Not a bad idea. Who can we'll not fly through this? Though, yeah. Plowman. Clip. Doherty. Clip. Martin. Clap. Mackay. Clap. Fogarty. Fogarty. Clap. Noons. Clip. Petrovsky. Seaton. Clip. Weedering. Clap. Fisher, clip, Jones, clip, Walsh, clap, Casbolt, clip, Cripps, clip, Kerno, clip, Gibbons, clap, Murphy, clip, Pittnet, clip, <laughs> that's a lot of clipping, um, Sard, clap, Setterfield, clip, Williams, clap, Williamson, clip, Dow. Clip, and McDonald didn't get a didn't get a chance didn't get a run. So there's a lot of clipping there. In, do Do you think that was a fair assessment? I think you're. I think do you know what I agree with everyone you did there. Um, 
I think this week, realistically... I'm, I'm going to start, I'll start, and yeah, then I'll start, throw, and then yeah. you go to the next one. All right. Casbolt, I'm putting him in the, the gun, yep. and I'm saying... Problem is, he's someone that we can't afford to probably lose as yeah, a forward. because he's versatile. But yes. What's Oscar McDonald? He yeah. plays forward. Oh, well, Back, he's kicked two goals in two games. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, one, right. okay. one at the AFL level, one in a practice match. Uh, he can go in the ruck. I don't think him going in the ruck uh, is going to be much worse than Casbolt going in there, and he can play back. And True. In terms of form and what they've displayed so far, I'm swapping Casbolt yeah, right. and putting McDonald in. I don't mind it. Uh, I reckon Setterfield. Uh, Setterfield wasn't bad last year. He's, he was terrible on the he's, weekend. He's, he's being dropped for me. Like I said, 19 yep. metres gained on a wing. Yeah, I think five Actually, possessions or something like that. Uh, yep. we've, we've, we've got to, we talk about depth. We've got to have somebody in the reserves ready to step up that's in better form and going to you know, produce. And not to say long term. Yeah, yeah. We're talking short term here. We're talking, you know, what's going to win us a game of football against Fremantle this weekend. And I'm taking him out. Patricky Seaton? Well, that, that, that might not be his fault because what the coaching staff are thinking about throwing on a wing in the first place after he played his best football as an inside mid last year and, uh, you know, moving, pushing forward and then you throw yep. him on a wing. I mean, I wouldn't suggest that uh, agility or speed are his strengths. No. Which is generally what you associate or boys or um, endurance with wings. So yeah. we, we probably haven't helped, but based on that output, regardless, uh, he can have a spell. SPS is he can have a spell. I I would have said yes, but I think that third quarter, um, he did a couple of really nice things, and particularly with defending, and actually mm. showed that he uh, you know he got that fist on the, what would have been otherwise a mark fifteen meters out and yep. late lunge. Uh, he showed a few signs like that. So again, I, I'd, I'd stay with him. Otherwise, we're going to be changing too much of the team. Williamson, see you later. Yeah, yeah, he's see you later. He's out. Yep. Dow, like I said, how many before, have we got out so far? Was uh, looking at Casbolt. eighteen out. <laughs> Setterfield Williamson yep so I'm, I'm keeping Dow in yep um, I'm, I'm persevering with Dow I know a lot of people haven't been I'm persevering with it he's Wiedering came out in the off season and said he's, he's a confidence player yep. and Wiedering compared it to himself in that second year where he was down in confidence let's just try and get some games into yep, him I'm keeping Dow in too um Plowman, I think we have to keep in. Yeah, as we said, I don't I know what that, other options. We don't unless, we, unless we devise a different game plan or we uh, the coaches are confident we can cover it some other way. But I mean, third in the best and fairest last year, he's, he's going to stay. There's no point even discussing the hypothetical. What about um, Murphy? Yeah, this is the one that really sort of riles up Carlton supporters. You have your real sort of staunch defenders yep. of him as a player in his career, and then mm-hmm. you have those who probably don't give him the credit yeah. that, he's, that he's due. The issue we have with Mark Murphy is we know he cannot tackle or provide it to yep. bung shoulder. We're using that as the excuse because that's what we think it is, and it certainly shows the way he just he can't tackle, and opposition know it, and they can work around him. But whilst Murphy's in the team as a half forward, which he is these days, as soon as he stops being able to you know deliver those classy sort of inside fifties. Which I think is pretty much his role is to improve the the output, you know, the of our you know delivery in the forward line, and that's what he's there for. Once that stops, or he doesn't get hands on it, then I think you worry about it then. But yeah. I, I keep him in. Um, we. What about you? What do you think? I think you're pretty spot on. Obviously, just but you can't you can't carry somebody who's got the deficiencies, defensive deficiencies as he does. Yeah. If he's not producing something special exactly. offensively. You know, and he gets that kind of high teens possessions and dispo- uh, disposals and which for a half forward flank isn't terrible. I mean, no. like it's those numbers aren't necessarily bad. It's harder to find yeah. the football there. 
kicked zero goals one, so whatever. Um, I'm not. I'm kind of. What are you thinking? Um, well, I wouldn't be upset. I'd be no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset, be upset if no. he was. And if we're talking about making a statement and dropping players, yeah. at the moment we've got one senior player there is Kaz Bolt. Yep. So I mean, from what Teague has said, uh, I think he made mention that Eddie Betts was top ten in Ford fifty tackles. So he's obviously. I think the indication is he's going to go in there. So we're talking about potentially dropping Williamson, Casbolt, um, so yeah. and Setterfield. Who does you know what I mean? We're taking out your midfields and backmen yep. for a f- small forward. Yep. You reckon that sounds about right? Mm. So Betts is going to come in. I think we bring in Stocker yeah, if he's well, ready do you to think go. We have to drop any small. I mean, you're not going to drop. What was it? if Silvani's right? So we're going to bring Silvani yeah. and Betts in, but we're dropping. That's a good point. So it's a good point. Who else in the forward line then? I mean, you're not going to drop Gibbons. You're not dropping Martin. Obviously. I'm not. I'm not dropping McCoy, Fisher. You're not dropping Fisher. So what? What? Gives you dropping Nunes? I mean, what, again, what, what was his role? You're at the game. The same. Uh, I thought he was. I never. T- Nunes is a bit of a plowman for me. Like I just don't. Yeah, he's such a grey man. Yeah, it's it's tough. I, would, but, um, I couldn't tell you if he had thirty or one. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's one of the senior players. Yeah, I don't know. When we're, we're talking about senior players, it's, it's an interesting point. I think I think Betts comes in. I don't think Silvani comes in. Just given, I know um, it's it's not a it's not a terrible injury, but it's a it's a, you can be. I've, I've done it before. Yeah, but once you've got it, you either correct it with surgery or you just have to push through, and it yeah. might come out. I'll again. See. You might have. I don't know how. Game, but... I don't know how reluctant Carlton are. But, okay, so you're list. right though. The balance in terms of balance, if you've got Betts and Silvani, um, you probably have to drop. You have to drop somebody from that forward line. Uh, Would probably have to be Fisher because. And you're not. That's not going to happen. No. So nor should it happen. I think, so I think maybe, Murphy. Maybe I think Murphy's. Gun. I think Murphy's in the gun because I can't see anyone else that you're going to drop. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think Stocker comes in for Williamson. You just wish they played Stocker a bit more in the preseason. Oh, no, I'd like to have. A, I'd like to have a. You know what I mean? That's kind he's of obviously this, ready if he's emergency. Yeah, I know, but it, it's, I don't know if he was emergency for this one. He was round one, but um, but they did the same thing with Lockie O'Brien. Didn't play him really in the preseason, then named mm. him for round one. Um. But he, he has to come into consideration, O'Brien, again. He was yep. obviously the last out, so he's, he's thereabouts. Uh, McDonald in for Casbolt. McDonald in for Casbolt. Potentially, O'Brien comes in for Williamson. Yep, and, and Setterfield. We'd love to see Stocker O'Brien in there. Bring O'Brien in. Um, yeah. For Setterfield? Yeah, well, if you're talking about if his role's on well, a wing. We said the wing. Setterfield's been playing yeah. a wing, yeah. I'll, I'll have O'Brien a full game on a yep. wing before I'd have another performance. Yeah, me too. Or Setterfield like that. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm not having that. That's that's a poor game by Setterfield. I mean, the other one's Ed Kerno, And, you know, we absolutely love, love Ed, Ed Kerno. Yeah, we Ed know Kerno. he's got his limitations, but we absolutely love his endeavour and love his bit, yeah. Who comes into Kennedy? Well, this is a list, yeah. I mean, do we have depth or not? We've got Stocker, we've got Kennedy hanging I won't be. I'm not dropping Kerno at this point, no. So, who, who, who are the changes you've got? So, we're going Casbolt out for McDonald, Setterfield out for Lockie O'Brien... And, and um, Williamson out for, set, uh, for Stocker, and, and someone for Betts. and Murphy for Betts. Yeah, and then if then I don't think they'll play Silvani, but if Silvani's right, then another decision is going to have to be made. <laughs> McGovern's ready to go. Yeah, don't pick I him. Know. No, pick him? no, you have to pick McGovern. I think so. Then because we need to give that, we need to to put someone else with. Though I don't know, does he? I don't know if he deserves it. Who else comes out? It makes it interesting. It makes mm. it interesting. Yeah, but I guess we know, and we're talking about sort of uh, making that statement. We've got Casbold, who's a senior player. Yep. Um, we're saying drop him, which should be a big one because he's usually he's an automatic has been an automatic solution been. in years yep. gone by, regardless of his form. Mm-hmm. The others aren't necessarily young, but they're not older older players. But 
Yeah. It'll oh, be interesting. Watch we'll, this space, huh? Watch this space. We go into we go in as favourites, so um, you and I will be going on the weekend, and let's hope that we, we the next pod we do, we're one and two, and, and if we're zero and three... And we've witnessed a win oh. at the football, you know, being yeah, there Yeah, but if, if we're... But on oh, the, on no, the flip side, I don't want to be negative, but if we're zero and three against Fremantle at yeah. Marvel, oh, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is... You can see it, can't yeah. you? Yeah. No, 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 let's... Stay positive? Stay positive. Well, hasn't worked for us so far, but yeah. Fingers crossed. We, we need to win. We Let's need to it. win. We'll see what the club's made of, and we've said that a few times, but uh, this will be a real critical one. 2021, it has to be our year. Don't let the members down. Don't let the supporters down. That's it. All right, Chris. We're crawling it. Yeah. Well, it was great to, great great to, be, to be back, back. doing yeah. it again. We've had a good off-season. Um, yep. Got nice and fresh. Yeah. So fresh. We've, uh, now we're back. We've been away from the pod, but we're, we're back on it, and yeah. we're ready to go, Sounds ready to roll. Absolutely. Thanks to Tim. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Great question. And yep. everyone else... All the best this weekend. We are the, the Blue, Blue Baggers. Baggers.